Hi, this is Kev Legs Walker, and you are about to hear a podcast of an interview that appeared on Shades of Blues here on The Cat. And there will be plenty more as we delve into the archives. Sit back and enjoy. I'm delighted to say I'm now joined on the phone by guitarist, singer, songwriter, Spencer McKenzie. Spencer, are you well? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Yes. Yes, thank you for asking. Now, I should have said, really, multi-award winning Spencer McKenzie, because you have won quite a few awards over the years, haven't you? Uh Yes, I have. I'm very proud of those um, for um, for either myself as an artist or for songs, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lovely quote on your website that people should be judged by ability and not by age. And that sort of comes around because you hit the scene at a very young age, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I, I hit the scene um, definitely. At, like, I still had braces <laughs> on... Um, and uh, that quote kind of comes from my first album, just because um, I-, I was playing, um, you know, this great music we call blues, and I-, I was having a lot of fun with people like twice my age or older. People have been doing it longer than I've been alive, and, and we were just making great music, but some people would go, well, aren't you too young? And I just kind of came to the consensus that you know, you don't have to experience everything you sing about, and as long as you really mean it and you have good intentions, then it's going to sound great. Yeah. Well, I, I remember when your debut album came out back in 2016. You were only 16 at the time, and there was this buzz around. You've got to see this young guitarist. He's amazing. He's amazing. Did you feel the pressure of all that? Um, you know what? I was... Um, there's gonna uh, there's gonna always be a bit of pressure, um, but I was actually very well supported, and just kind of getting to even do interviews like this back then just kind of prepared me because everyone was was really great, everyone was really nice, um, so there wasn't too much pressure. It was it was actually a really great opportunity. You've been described as having an old soul inside you. Does that come from what you've grown up listening to, or have you got an old head on young shoulders? Uh, I definitely got a bit of both. Um, I I kind of grew up with my dad. Um, he's not a musician, but but he's a musical encyclopedia. He uh, he loves listening to music. And uh, when I was probably five years old, we had we had surround sound in the house, and he would just play, you know, anything from like when we're talking about blues, like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Albert King, Freddie King, BB King, of course, and uh, and then he'd also play like you know the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, and I I would just run around the house and and I would just love it. Yeah, and you know not not a lot of five year olds at that time were listening to stuff like that. So um, by the time I was playing guitar and getting serious about it, when I was around twelve years old, uh, one of my first serious mentor Zalton Lammy, he said, oh, you should check out some Stevie Ray Vaughan just because he, he saw my playing and, and he, he kind of suggested that after the first lesson. And, and it was funny because I went, well, who is that? And I checked it out and then it just kind of reopened this huge door Yeah, of, uh, of, of music I've already listened to years before that, but I, I was so young. Um, so I kind of started really having an old soul, at, at least music-wise, at that point. 
So would you say that was what turned you on to the blues? A hundred percent. hundred like that, that was the initial uh, thing. There, there's many things after that, but um, definitely. Yeah. You mentioned Stevie Ray Vaughan because obviously your tutor saw similarities maybe in your guitar style, but do you model yourself on anybody? Uh, I, I feel that I model myself off a lot of people, and and even now, um, even people that are more even rock oriented, guitars who are more funk oriented. Because I'm I'm finding the more blues I listen to, there's there's a, a crazy amount of different kinds of blues, and that's what's great about the genre because it's influenced so many people. Like I I I've modeled myself off Stevie King, Stevie Ray, Robert Cray. You know I I've I've listened to people more now, like Wes Montgomery, Ed Bickert. Um, you can go listen to Chet Atkins, and like they've, um, they all have a really great guitar ability. So it's like you can listen to a lot of blues music and hear different things. Well, this is an argument. I say argument, a discussion that we've had for some time on this show is that the purists, or some purists, will say that's not blues. Blues has evolved so much; it incorporates so many styles nowadays. Yeah, there, there's definitely a pure form of blues, just like there's a there's really a pure form of any genre. You know, you could say BB King is blues if you play in the exact same way as, say, Robert Johnson or or Lead Belly, right? Mm-hmm. That there's two different styles of playing there. Yeah, but I I love them, and that's kind of I feel like nowadays it's um it's important to kind of pay homage to all of it yeah on your journey of discovery through the blues do you go right back to the early days of it yeah i i've uh right now i'm definitely definitely exploring new things but i'm always going back um like i i mentioned bb king a lot because i i he's up there with steve ray vaughn for me of course mm-hmm. um and even trying to go farther back, especially when playing solo guitar, um, going back to people like Lead Belly, Robert Johnson, and and just trying to play that solo acoustic stuff. Yeah, I feel that there's there's different artists for different things I'm trying to do. Yeah, which is which is so great, and especially now because you could find music anywhere. There's a feature on the show called the Analog Blues Track where we go back to 1920s and 1930s. And when we started that feature, it was so hard to find anything. But there's so much been discovered in recent years. It's a, a veritable gold mine. Yeah, there, there's definitely some, uh, and I never knew this was a thing until a couple of years ago. But I, I remember a friend of mine. He was more than more than me. He was really into the to the older like older blue stuff, like stuff you really couldn't find. Mm-hmm. But there's even libraries of people that have collected it online yeah. you like they're you, you got a dick from them or, or they're or they're paid but it it really is crazy and, I, and i'm kind of all for when you're talking about a music that that dates back that far um i'm really all for trying to find a library of it like that and because it's trying to get a like any other way of playing it, it would be it would have to be over the internet or a file right yeah a thought just crossed my mind there. Have you ever listened to a song and heard a little lick or riff, and you thought, "Oh, I could use that"? <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I I would think that all the time, 
and I um I would sit down and try and figure it out. But the great thing is now um, I'm currently studying at uh, Mohawk College here for music. And what's great is it's kind of opened my mind up to I can listen to anything now and be able to a play it, but then write it down and really really see it. Yeah. Because I could spend all day on that on someone's solo. So it's it's really cool to to get behind a lick, but then the even cooler thing is you kind of get to know what the artist was thinking at that moment. Yeah. Well, you mentioned BB King a, f- a few times there, and uh, "Goodbye Lucille," one of your songs, was described by Blues Matters magazine as the best musical tribute to BB King. That must have made your heart swell. It 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 really did. Um, if I could talk about that for a bit, my um, before that album came out, my dad. Um, I, you mentioned I, I was 16 when I came out. I must have been uh, 15 or something around the time when B.B. King passed away. And my dad came upstairs. He's like, Spence, B.B. King passed away. And I, we we were just so sad. And it's definitely something that a 15-year-old doesn't um, would be thinking about a lot. But my, my dad, Rich McKenzie, being my um, co-writer, on a lot of my tunes, we we came up with this tune called Goodbye Lucille, and you could say that it's a song, you know, about losing love, mm-hmm. and that's what it could be interpreted as, but it it really is about what B.B. King would say on his last day here living on Earth with this guitar. Yeah. That's why they say Goodbye Lucille, and um, I, I, explain, I explain that whenever I play, and I'm playing it more recently now, or... or playing it recently when I can um, right now everyone loves it because I've had time to really play the tune and really kind of feel it mm. instead of just playing it yeah Goodbye Lucille is one of my favorites it, is that one of those that sort of wrote itself? Uh, definitely I I would definitely say the the music wrote itself a lot um, easier because I just thought straight of B.B. King mm-hmm. and, and playing a lot of his music kind of lent not so much stealing, but just kind of more paying homage. Being inspired um, by. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It, it was it was really the best thing I I could have done when hearing about what had happened. Mm. Well, you you talk about songwriting, and your song "Devil Under Her Skin" won third place in the international songwriting competition back in 2016. I mean, that's no mean feat because there are thousands of songs submitted from all around the world, aren't there, in that? Yeah, it, we, yeah, we're, we're very happy about that song, making it there. Um, Devil Under Our Skin's a great tune, and it, um, it even features, um, I, like, I play slide guitar, but it, it features even a great friend of mine, Brant Parker, playing slide on it, and um, I, I haven't played it as of right now in, in a couple months but but it's a great one and the backups on it are great that that was beside goodbye lucille that, that was definitely the most popular live i've spoken to a few people from canada over the years and uh, one thing i picked up is that the canadian government do get behind the arts quite a bit and you've got a grant from factor i've been very fortunate that these um uh, past infected with the blues which was my debut album um Cold November, and then this new album, which is which is coming out uh, soon, are both factor funded, which I couldn't be happier about. 
it's not like the, the Canadian government are just throwing money away. They, it is hard fought, but they do seem to get behind the arts more than some other governments do. Um, I, I would definitely say say so. I haven't, um, I haven't really seen what other governments have been doing, but I, I could agree with you in that it's not an easy process. Um, I, I myself um, hired hired grant writers to do it because it it's a full-time job really and, and people actually do make livings off um off writing them you know because you gotta you gotta sell what you're doing and and obviously i believe in myself but i i want to portray that to them right yeah um so that's that's kind of the whole game and at the end of the day it, it's really great to get to get funding and that's great but the the end goal is just to get it to more people and that's what I'm happy about because when more people hear it, the more people enjoy it, and then that makes me happy. Well, on that subject, you've been described as having the ability to entertain existing blues fans and draw in and educate younger audiences. So that feedback that you get from the audience, that's what it must all be about for you, then. Yeah, I, I've um, I've I've toured around a bit, primarily in the, in Ontario and Quebec. And it, it's really great. I've even seen, seen you know, people in their, um, like, middle-aged, like, 40, 50 years old. And then they even bring their kids. And their their kids are really into it. I've uh, Ontario, there, there's a bunch of great places to play. And that happens um, all the time, you know. you're yeah, Or even, um, you know, someone who's closer to my age will bring their folks out. And, and they'll love it. There's a lot of great young guitar players too that I've had the pleasure of either playing with or or getting to sit down and talk with. Um, I, I would also say that out in Quebec, um, just not too far from Ontario here, that they, they've even really appreciated the arts as well. Um, I, I've had nothing but great hospitality whenever I've been there. There was a Canadian chappy that I interviewed a few years ago called John Pippus. He went on the Coast to Coast Railway, and the way he paid his fare, he was the onboard entertainment. So every evening, he would entertain the people on the train, go to bed, and then wake up the next day in a different part of Canada. He said it was brilliant. I'd love to do something like that. Have you ever heard yeah. of that kind of thing? I I definitely have. I, I've heard of people playing on trains. I haven't heard of that's how you get across. I, I, would, I would love to do that, because <laughs> there's a huge... There's a huge train that goes all throughout that the um I, I'm the the name is um, escaping me right now but oh yeah I I I've been in been in big trains and I I would love to play all day yeah. and then just go to bed <laughs> wake up somewhere new yeah play again yeah even if you could have a a partner a little duo yeah that that would even be really nice well sort of on that subject the have you heard of the blues cruises yes. Yes, I have heard of the, so, the Blues Cruise. I mean, that, that must be a similar thing. You entertain, then the next day you wake up, go up on deck, and you're somewhere else. Yeah, and you know what? I've um, I've had friends who've played, the, um, played Blues Cruises, and, or even things similar. Like, I know Joe Matamata has a, a cruise he does as well. Um, and I, I've heard it's really great because, it, like, in this genre, Blues, you, everyone is really connected. Or it seems like a, there's a lot more possibility that everyone is connected. So you could sit down, you know, and have lunch with like Taj Mahal. It's really it's possible. You're all on a boat, right? So yeah. 
there's really no escaping. And and I feel like when an artist takes that gig, they they know what's going on, and it's just great for even the not even the um, audience members, but for the younger musicians. Yeah, because you're 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 getting to like just go and talk to them, oh. or or at least see, see them in a more intimate venue. Yeah. I mean, on, on the similar thing, I went to Memphis for the Blues Music Awards back in 2019. I'd never been to anything like that before. And I walked in the foyer of the building and there's all these people I've been playing their records for years and they're all stood there. So I was virtually clinging to the wall like a wallflower. And it was another Canadian chappy that came over, Dave Keller. And he came over and started talking to me and just made me feel at ease. It, it was wonderful. Like I said, there's a sort of family atmosphere within the blues, isn't there? Yeah, I've, not as recent, but I, I've been down to the IBC um, once as a youth showcase and once to, to compete. And the the hospitality in, in Memphis is just, it's out of this world. Mm. Like, you, you get down there and you know exactly where you are. It, that's true to say about the music, too. Like, you... You go have some great food, and then you walk down Beale Street, and because it's the IBC, it's really busy. You just walk in and you listen to music. Something catches your ear, and you go in the door. Yeah, you know everyone's trying to do the same thing, so everyone's really understanding. Like everyone's just trying to have a great time, and everyone's just trying to to captivate their audience. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to mention the past couple of years, COVID. How have you been coping with that? Um. Well, the and I tell this to everyone, um, definitely not easy being a, an artist right now. But the part where I'm very fortunate with um, with my situation is I'm still a full-time student going to school for music. And it, although some of it has been online now, fortunately, fortunately there's um, half online and half in person. So all, all the lecture classes are in, online and all the playing classes are in person. But for the past... I guess it's been two years now. I've constantly still been a student. Um, so I've been able to really keep busy in my studies. But also, I, I've been working on this new album, uh, Preach to My Soul, which is which is near completion. And um, that's really my, uh, you could say, my baby. Um, <laughs> it's it's really what I've been working on. And we, we were working on it pre-COVID-19. Um, then with with the pandemic hitting, obviously it it delayed um, delayed production, but it, it also delayed when I was going to release it as well. Yeah. Um, and with with blues music, I I, I want to release that that I can go out to a show, play it in front of everyone again. I, like I I I'd, I'd much rather do that than just release it online. But mm. thankfully here in Canada, some restrictions are lifting. Mm. Uh, so so that'll be coming out. Uh, very soon this year and the, the new album is called Preach to My Soul so you're saying it's near completion how far is it just like the final mix that you're doing at the moment um, yeah stuff like like very, very minute details like that but also um, with with this new um, and we mentioned earlier with this new Factor Grant I have a lot of opportunities to, to do a lot of great things but obviously those those great things do take time Mm. especially get even getting the album out to people like yourself and uh and things like that so it's it's really a, a time also to be building the marketing camp yeah 
obviously, because there is this uncertainty, I'm guessing you're not actually planning any dates yet, or have you got some penciled in? Um, we're we're definitely hoping we we don't have dates penciled in, but we are definitely hoping for um for for around the springtime or uh, a very early summer, which would be great because uh, by then um, that that'll be festival season or just before it, um, and and that's when we're that's when we're planning. Right. Well, I look forward yeah. to hearing it, and uh, thank you for taking the time out to do this, and maybe we can do it again sometime, and we look forward to seeing you over here in the UK. Well, when when the album comes out and you, you give it a listen, um, Preach to My Soul is all about my influences, as the, the words kind of give it away, uh, but I'd love to sit down and talk with you again, man, that's great. And I hope you enjoyed that little interview there. And there will be more as we record more for the show. And we are going to delve into the archives and pull some of the old ones out as well. So plenty more to come. And of course, if you want to hear the whole show, there is always Listen Again. I'll see you next time. Take care.